When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Let's just, let's wait for the, there we go. Can Nate grow a beard? I don't think he can. He's not old enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be frozen like that. Truth that's hardest. 
stick to your cigarettes in your nose. And you're probably going to take that out of your nose and put it in your mouth. That's disgusting. You know what, Wayne? You and need we have an light intro for wine, the buddy. <laughs> we have an intro for the show. Got it. <laughs> All right. This is like the Mount Rushmore of Rat so Salad you Reveal. Sit, so, you sit, <laughs> so you sit down to watch Rat Salad Review and forget about your troubles and hammer down a bottle of white wine. And shrimp. Diddly diddly. And white wine spritzer. And white wine. Little good network for your ass there. Uh, all right. So, can you see me? I mean, my face is perfectly uh, in my picture. So, your face is as good as it's going to look. You can see it I see him fine. Yeah, he's, you're uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> my nipples hurt when you pinch them. <laughs> Welcome to Album vs. Album. What's going on, everybody? Oh, shit. What the fuck is that thing? Who are you? It's the oh, squash. Yeah. It's the squash. I'm a cannibal humanistic underground dweller. It's here oh, to advertise the Chud. <laughs> I'm the Chud. <laughs> the Chud. <laughs> Uncle Saxon, who, who the hell let Uncle Saxon on the show? Um, it was you, Wayne. You you actually called me and begged me to come on, if I remember I, right. And, um, true. and he's like, uh, the ratings are so low that uh, we need you back, Uncle Saxon. I'm like, well, you know something? I'm uh, I'm kind of doing my own thing. And uh, Dragon, you know, he's uh, jerking off with uh, uh, the felching pole in his butt. And Nate, you know, he uh, he doesn't even seem to know what's going on. He just makes macaroni and cheese and fucking slathers himself. I'm just pulling it and, the Joe uh, Biden way. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, you know, I thought I would come on and save your show. So here I am. Oh, well, I'm so glad I called and thought of calling you. It was a good idea. Welcome back for now. Thank you, brother. I love you guys, by the way. I uh, I miss you with all my heart. I wish, I wish I could hug each and every one of you individually and uh, kind we're of maybe, maybe slope it in. I don't know. We're, <coughs> we're, we're good like this. It's, it's Buy me a drink first. I'm surprised nobody has a mask on. I'm the only one with a mask on. I'm eating barbecue. It's a mask. Would you have like people sick in your home or something? Why the fuck would you wear a mask in your own house? Wait a minute. You're not supposed to wear it like 24 hours? Wait, it's upside down. And I mean, I I already knew you were from New York, so I knew you were half a re-re, but I guess you're full-blown now that you're wearing a mask in the basement. Wait, I thought we were supposed to wear it like 24-7. Where would you guys have You're reminding me of Kyle's Rockaway? cousin, Kyle. So I don't have to wear it in the house. Yeah, 24 seconds every it's seven ever minutes. sick Jew. Uh, 24 seconds every seven <laughs> Yeah, that's totally the regulation. <laughs> Fucking right. So, yeah. Wayne, I'll, I'll set the stopwatch here. <laughs> Ready? Only Go. for 24 seconds every seven minutes, or you will get sick and die. Hey, de Blasio fucking has been all over the tube, and so is uh, Como, and, uh, you know, we just yes. got to trust they, uh, what they tell us. So. Cuomo defunded Medicaid and is suffering the repercussions. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sad. But we're not here to talk about 
any virus because no virus is affecting Rat Salary View. Well, as of now, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few days, weeks, or months. I don't we know. Are... I like pestilence. We'll be all right. You're young. Idea. You're not going to die. You're too young. Right. Uh, we are here to talk about two albums. <laughs> so Mark. said many a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Do I got this right? Yeah. Oh. Black Sabbath, <coughs> Mob Rules. And. Ah. Uh-huh. <coughs> and Dio. What the hell is that one called? Oh. Holy Diver. <laughs> How dare you? A classic. That. I'm sorry. You guys you both got the vinyl for those? That's cool as shit, man. Yeah. I got mine. I, uh, like uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm sending out my love to the vinyl collectors out there in fucking YouTube and Spotify land. Uh, I wish I could have gotten into vinyl, you know, back in the day, but I was a CD freak and uh, well, I'm... it doesn't. I'm I'm a CD freak as well, and uh, I didn't want you guys are cooler than me because now you're in vinyl and vinyl's the thing. So I didn't I'm want a to CD get... freak because of adult. Sorry, Wayne. It's just like a... <laughs> it's I'm okay. trying not Go to ahead. talk over you. I'm a CD millennium. freak because I'm a delivery driver and I'm driving everywhere in my own car. But and that and I don't have a record player at my house. But if I had a record player in my house, I'd buy a lot more vinyl. What about streaming? I only do that to make sure that I, the stuff I want to buy is good. good. That's very good of you. I'm glad. Did, did, did I'm the, a musician. Uh, the youth of today. Is that a chip witch? 24 in life, you got it. 24 in life to go. <laughs> the youth of today does have some hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His right, crime well. is Doritos, and it's 24 in life to go. <laughs> More hope than you. You didn't go see Whiplash. I did not. This is the band that wrote The Burning of Atlanta, and you didn't fucking go. I did not. That was at Burnsville, wasn't it? No, it was my brother was playing a show that, with Whiplash. <laughs> uh, he lives in New go. York. It's like, yeah. What was the show we were supposed to... Oh, it was Leeway and uh, somebody else in Burnsville. Remember that, Dragon? Uh, yeah, Leeway and... God, I can't remember who the opener was now, but... Uh, Dude, I fucking Leeway was somebody else. Yeah, it was. It would have been yeah. really fucking cool, and I'm sure like there were six people there, but... Leeway's like combining what... ST and Anthrax. Like, S- it's like... S- oh. G. Fucking great F T S T S T. All right, let's get on with this show, please. Uncle Saxon, these are your picks. Since we let you come back on the show, since I begged and pleaded you to come back on the show, why did you pick these albums? You actually wiped off uh, your your face and forehead after I, you talked to me, right? Yes, I did. Um, I fully yeah, see that buffing it. <laughs> These two He's albums... Buffing and... it with hood wax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, come on. These, these, two album, these two albums, I believe, were from 1982 and 1983, respectively. Um, I'm never yeah. good at 
at stats. Uh, that's Dragon's uh, domain. But uh, Mob Rules, I believe, came out in 82. And 81. Dio's Dio, Holy Diver came out in 83. And uh, at the time, they were probably the two heaviest fucking albums. Commercial, mainstream, highly accessible albums um, to come out uh, during that period. Ozzy wasn't that heavy. Randy Rhodes was not a heavy guitar player. Um, but Iomi's Mob Rules, come on. Uh, Turn Up the Night, that thing, uh, that that's just a, a blow-away track. And everything on Holy Diver with Vivian Campbell, just heavy as shit. And uh, it uh, really turned some cranks in, in my in my circle. Because I was actually alive when they came out. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys didn't experience that. No. I so we're going to talk was... about uh, Black Sabbath's uh, Mob Rules from 1982. Um, Tony Iommi, uh, Ronnie James Deal. Was Jimmy Bain on there? And uh, no. No, it was Geezer? Yeah. Okay, all right. Because uh, Jimmy Bain was in there for Holy Diver, wasn't he? Yeah, but Jimmy Bain played with Dio in Rainbow. He was on, like, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow and Rising. and So um, they brought Geezer back for Mob Rules? I mean, between uh, Never Say Die and... Geezer never, Geezer never left. Bill Ward left after Heaven and Hell, and that's why Vinny plays drums on my list. That's why, okay, all right, all right. So, there's my man, tell him, yep. tell him. And it was 81, by the way. <laughs> I just realized it looks like a swastika. That's real nice. <laughs> Thanks. He's wearing a DRI shirt if anybody's listening to the podcast. Yeah, I love DRI. <laughs> Uh, and Uncle Saxon has a DRI tattoo that we cannot see because he doesn't have his arm. That's going to be my first. Very good. Anyways, uh, so those are the two albums. Um, I'm going to give it over to Nate to uh, explain the younger group's uh, perspective on these two albums. Let's just do these two albums uh, individually, you know, one, one at a time. Um, Nate, just talk about both of the albums and then Dragon and then Nooner and then me. Go. Mob Rules, I thought was okay. Turn Up the Night, great opener, good song. You know, it's your typical Fast Dio song. Voodoo, another good, first, like, really Sabbath song on the album. I mean, the riff is a little more bluesy, a little more actually Sabbath. Sign of the Southern Cross would have been a lot better with Bill Ward drumming. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets dull. I disagree. <laughs> I agree. E5150. I can't even remember. I listened to this album last week. It's just a bunch of noise. It's nothing. Yeah. 
The mob rules. Nothing. Cool that, that's what everybody did at the time. I mean, right. Van Halen's yeah. yeah. cathedral. That's, that's everybody why I was can't doing remember these it. really impressive fucking operatic uh, instrumentals, and uh, that was <coughs> that was really uh, part of every album that that came out at that time. Knew you you were going to hear one of those operatic, weird, uh, experimental fucking things. Yeah, and uh, E5150 probably tops all of them, man. That is such a fucking uh, you kind of want to die during that song, you know? It's just noise, yeah. I kind of want to die for completely different reasons during that song. It's not a song, exactly, <laughs> it's just like some weird noise. It's, like, it's a thing you want to fall off the edge of the world. <laughs> uh, but anyway, else? the mob rules. Cool song, good riff. Same with country girl. Mm-hmm. Slipping away was cool as well. Falling off the edge of the world, hands down, best song in the album. Mm-hmm. Best riff, best vocal performance, best chorus. It doesn't drag. Get right on you. Falling off the edge of the world sounds most like a classic Sabbath song. Right. It's what I want to hear from Sabbath. But played in the new style. Yeah. Right. That might be because why I don't. A lot of these, a lot of these songs are showing the early signs of what I call the Dio Borg disease, where he turns every band he's in into just a support act for himself. I will well, agree would with you anybody on that. else need a support act yeah, other than fucking Ronnie true. being fucking deal, man? Holy shit. He, it's Black he, Sabbath. They're all right. really cool on their own, too, though. Exactly, but you, you're saying that Ronnie James Dio shouldn't have named his band Deal? No, Dio is the one thinking? where he intended to do that. He did it with Rainbow and Sabbath unintentionally, where he turned them into basically pre-Dio. Right, and he got the fucking chance, and he fucking uh, got the best players, and and but the songwriting his, his legacy into a mega legacy. The songwriting suffers as a result. Ah, you're fucking full of shit. Especially the riff writing. What a dick! You're a fucking dick. <laughs> and I like Dio's melodrama, but I like him to be more under control with better riffing. Okay, so just uh, continue Black Sabbath then, forever and ever. You you, you did hear you Dehumanizer, right? You did hear fucking Heaven and Hell, right? Heaven then and he Hell was great. Together, and he had the fucking best guitar player in the world riffing behind him. But between those years, you know, he had Vivian Campbell and Craig Goldie and, you know, a lot of really good fucking guitarists riffing behind him, but they all accented his fucking voice, man. And uh, his vocals is top three. If you can say there's anybody better than Dickinson, Alford, and Dio, please, I want to hear it from oh, you. Oh, Phil right Anselmo oh, is better than Dio. Uh, Phil oh, Anselmo has got Dude, show's over. Cowboys from Hell alone. Cowboys from Hell alone. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Unbelievable amount of oh, versatility. Wow, I, I quit my own show. Dio does like one thing. <laughs> Dio does like one thing the entire time. Can you, you still it's see me? I, I want I want the look on my face to be captured for all time. Can you say that again? Bill <laughs> Elmo is better than those three? No, not those three. Just Dio. Oh, <laughs> even then. No, Rob Halford is the pinnacle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but Dehumanizer, though, I don't even think that's really Sabbath at that point. It's more of just a doom power metal band. Nah, it's it's a uh, it's very much a continuation of uh, mob rules. In yeah. my, in my yeah. it's very much a continuation of mob rules. But um, I don't was, hear that the Sabbath in '84. Yeah, or like here because there's, there's no Sabbath sound really in mob rules either. Right, that's my problem. There is, there is, but it's not as prevalent as it is in Heaven and Hell, and that's why I like Heaven and Hell. Heaven hell's way. No, born again because mob rules just goes into born again. It's like a natural continuation <coughs> with Julian singing Dio's vocals. Um, those two albums back to back by themselves, mob rules and born again, are it's it's like heaven and hell, mob rules and born again should be a trilogy of sorts. Just fucking the beauty of fucking metal in the early 80s. Yeah. Right, I don't know. I've always been an Aussie guy for Sabbath. So. Uh, Born Again's the best thing they ever did. I love the Aussie years, but Born Again's their best record. Tony Martin. Uh, um, uh, now, see, I'm, I don't deny that. I mean, I love just about everything Sabbath like has it. ever done, except for Thirteen, which is just complete fucking garbage. But right, there's, there's something some to like Tony, on pretty much every Tony album. Tony Martin stuff I like, but my problem with a lot of the songs they were putting out during that era is my problem with a lot of classic bands when they reform with a different vocalist like that. Instead of them trying to work new things in their sound, they end up sounding like they're trying to sound like themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like that song Nightwing is a great example of that. It's okay, but it just sounds like them trying to riff on a song off of Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, but with Tony Martin on vocals. And sounds you can see my bias right there. You guys seem like you you overthink this, and then I'm going to overthink it right now by saying, I think all the Tony Martin stuff would have sounded better with Ray Gillen. But Ray Gillen is one of my all time favorite singers. Oh yeah. So, I uh, I I I listened to um, I listened to Tyr, and I listened to what was the other album he was on? Seven Star. No, Headless Cross. Headless Cross. Yeah, and I can hear Ray Gillen singing those songs and that's kind of why i've enjoyed them because i you know kind of replaced the vocals in my head and tony martin's fucking awesome as shit you know mm-hmm. anything else he ever did was great but uh ray gillen man tony iomi fucked up he should have just kept gillen and they could have made some really cool shit together 
I guess I, I was yeah, not with it. No, they, they could have. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to that story, though. I really don't know the whole background to why he let him go. Because yeah, but you got the demos, and you you got to tell me that the demos with Ray Gillen are are way better. Oh That's yeah, of Eternal Idol, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Who was who? Oh, was that Glenn Hughes singing on that? No, Glenn Hughes was on Seventh Star. Okay, who was singing on Eternal Idol then? Tony Martin. Okay, yeah. So yeah. the Eternal Idol demos that we both have. With Ray Gillen singing, mm-hmm. and you listen to them back and back, and I, I I've only done it once probably because you know there's just too much music out there, but um, and I was biased, uh, but uh, Ray Gillen, God, the guy was a stud. The guy was a fucking stud, man. Well, getting back to Mob Rules. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're still talking about that album. Um, it's cool. I mean, I like it. There's some songs I really don't like. Uh, Mob Rules, one of my favorites on here. Sign of the Southern Cross, probably <clears throat> my most favorite Black Sabbath song. Uh, Country Girl's cool. Um, Turn Up the Night's not too bad. What's the first song? Is it Turn Up the Night? Turn Up the Night. Yeah. 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 Up I didn't like that song yeah. at, when we did this show another time. <laughs> but... After listening to it today, I wasn't involved with that whatsoever. By the way, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I like the album today, cover. The album, yes, the album cover is very cool. I like this one better than Heaven and Hell. It's Me pretty too. cool with these. Uh, I don't know what the hell these people are. I don't even. What is this supposed to be? I keep thinking uh, of monks from Monty Python any, uh, that smack themselves in the head. No, Dragon, no. It's, it's, any, it's a, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's it's a Ray Hildebrand painting but i forget exactly what it's of but they picked the painting and then turned it into the album cover it wasn't actually drawn for the record all right because it's like, uh, uh, like an old timey uh you know fucking uh jesus cloth kind of thing or what no he no he would he painted shit for like uh fantasy book covers and shit like that that's probably oh, so from was, the 70s yeah oh, all right so all right. Yeah. I, I mean, the guy does some. Re- the guy does some really fucking cool work, but uh, yeah, it's not old or anything. Hmm. the ho- The whole thing is a mural between the front and the back cover. They like took it and kind of wrapped it around, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not one of my favorite uh, Sabbath albums. I thought it was a little bit better than... What I, I find both of uses lackluster response to this record disheartening. I know you do. <laughs> and I, I don't know... I mean, I guess I can understand why, but... I like, openly like admit Nate, my bias, though. Yeah. Like Nate says, it's Dio. He's turning, you know, Sabbath into his own band, which, you know, he's a front man. He's, he's kind of supposed to be doing that, but... Um, how are you saying that? See, Ozzy didn't do that, and Ozzy had his own band because I because only Sabbath came up with all those riffs, man, and those riffs make the album, right? Of course, yeah, but and and Sabbath... that's the thing about it. You can and yes, you can hear Dio's influence more on this record. However, they hadn't quite reached that critical point like they did on Live Evil, where everything totally fucking fell apart and they couldn't stand each other. They were collaborating here. 
and they were working with Dio's ideas, and it's Sabbath doing something new. It's it's not the fucking rocket out of the gate that Heaven and Hell was because they had so much pent up energy there. But it's them and going I in a new I fresh. Iomi was seeing what uh, Blackmore was doing at the time, and listening to those first three uh, uh, Rainbow albums, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." I can get it on board with this. Let's get fucking Dio and his songwriting abilities on board because it kind of fits in with the yeah. Black Sabbath vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, Iomi was listening to fucking those Blackmore albums. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it wasn't at that time, really, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, his riffs on here are great. The band just sounds awesome. My my only real problem with it is I wish Bill Ward was still on drums because him and yes. Geezer definitely had a much better, more interesting yeah. interplay, but it's they still make it work. And that's the great thing about Geezer and Tony Iommi. But Falling Off the Edge of the World is one of the best songs they ever did. Such a catchy riff. Turn Turn Up the Night, which actually in all reality is very similar to Stand Up and Shout, but what's interesting there is you get two totally different takes on the guitar on something like that because you got Tony with his vibrato and then Vivian Campbell doing his pyrotechnic thing. But anyway, that's a fucking badass song too. Um, E5150, you know, that's really just an opener. It's cool. It's atmospheric. I, I don't get why you guys hate it so much. I mean, I hate but, it. It's uh, just, just, I don't know. It's a cool I, intro to, yeah. to uh, Mob Rules. I think it goes on a little bit but, long. I think they, he perfected his ideas a little bit better on Born Again with the intros. But uh, I still like it here. It's effective. Country Girl is a great song. Slipping Away is great. I already said what I thought about falling off the edge of the world and on and on is a great closer. It's just all around the solid record. What's what's cool really cool about Sign of the Southern Cross is it's not even like the lyrics that are that need to be catchy with that song. The guitar chords are catchy to that song. And the bass line, the, the extra little added bass bass parts that he puts in between the guitar section, mm-hmm. I, I can't even describe it. But just the the things that he does in between that song are just it's not just the lyrics; it's just the, how the music is, and it's it's just all so catchy, you know. Just uh, when I was listening to this earlier today, I'm just I'm more singing the guitar parts and the bass parts than I am with the lyrics. It's just a really cool song. There's so much uh, catchy stuff in that one. And that that one, you guys don't like voodoo it is fucking great. Well, the the only thing that bothers bothers me about Sign of the Southern Cross is just uh, Vinny's drum commentary is just very boring. It doesn't sound Sabbathy enough for me. No, yeah. Sabbathy no, is it, bluesy. Right, yeah. but it's it still works. I don't know. I I, I like this cover. Come no, it this. works. But you know, you, you said things I dislike. That's just one thing that happens to bug <laughs> me. I don't. I still love the song. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I never heard the original version first. I heard a cover of it on uh, the Dio uh, tribute album. And I really like that version. And then when I finally got this album, I was like, "Wow, it's you know still a good song." Uh, the, we did the cover that Hammerfall or fucking no, uh, uh, Nightwish or I'm I'm <laughs> gonna say Fate's Warning, but I I, I could uh, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know who would have killed it on drums? <laughs> what is so? <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's so funny? 
Um, just uh, thinking that a Face of Warning cover song would be better than the original on any of that album. I didn't say it was better, but I said it was it was really good. It made me want to listen to the original version. Well, it was it was again, pretty close. Just using the words "good" and "Face of Warning" in the same fucking sentence is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mob Rules is good as it. I'm trying to get to the lyric part here. No, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Check out the face warning and then and then tell me if you don't like that version. Alright. Anyway, what I was going to say was my first exposure to this record was I saw the movie Heavy Metal and they did a demo version of Mob Rules for that that they cut live in the studio. Fucking killer. Awesome. Did you ever listen to that, Wayne, since we talked about this last? I'm busy. Fucking great version of the track, but anyway, gonna, that led to me that's getting this be out. Part of Uncle Saxon's story, so uh, keep it to yourself. All right. Do you want to give us a story now, since we kind of finished the Mob Rules out? Really? I I never got to talk about Mob Rules. Oh well, you were talking over everybody, so I thought you were talking about it. Okay, well <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Talk about it. Uh, Turn up the night is uh, like the premiere, uh, preemptive Dio song. That song is a Dio band song. Uh, Vivian Campbell could have put that on Holy Diver and it would have fit right in. Um, E5150, come on. That, that shit just fucking... If you, you have to listen to it on headphones. And then at the end of it... Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's oh Jonah! That shit fucking kicks you in the face, it man. Does. It does. Yeah, how is how is that? How is there anything? <coughs> I don't need that intro though. That to hit. fucking intro. I don't it's need so that for that fucking, song. Yeah, well, fuck you, man. You know, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come and uh, gag you and fucking make you listen to that and just fucking blast it in your face, and then I will punch you about the face and neck when he says Ah Jonah. Uh, country girl is oh, very he says, special. Oh come on! He doesn't say oh come on. No, he says oh Jonah. Oh. I thought he said oh come on. Ah, Dio. Yeah, uh, very uh, specific to each part of individual needs. Apparently, uh, uh, turn up the night. That could also be on Holy Diver. Um, what else we got? Voodoo. It's Voodoo! One of his best vocal performances ever. But Country Girl is very special to me. Always has been. Um, the people that need to know understand. Uh, that song is um, part of my DNA. Uh, so are we going to talk about Holy Diver now? Nate, oh, go wait. ahead. Talk about I wanted Holy to Diver. cut in. I wanted to cut in. Voodoo reminds me a lot of Tarot Woman by Rainbow. Yeah, a little off, bit. Off her rising. Uh, yeah. Well, his vocal performance. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. I, yeah, I but, that, but the, that guitar riff, that's totally Iomi there, man. His riffs are so great on this fucking record. He, his riffs are always great, though. 
Seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we can go back to heaven and hell, but uh, I'm sorry. Mob rules. And I know Dragon is uh, the biggest fan of fucking Born Again that I've ever met. And the little guy and the bald guy have, you know, probably just basic opinions. But uh, me and Dragon have diehard opinions. Mob Rules is the best fucking Black Sabbath album they ever fucking recorded. The best, heaviest riffs Tony Iommi ever, ever came up with. And I know he was trying to outdo Randy Rhodes at the time. And that's understandable. You know, because there was still a lot of animosity. Uh, the whole Sharon and Don Arden fucking kerfuffle. Uh it was there there was a lot of shit going on there. And uh I gotta tell you, if if I had to pick between mob rules and diary of a madman, I'd fucking pick mob rules every day of the week. Really? See what, what the thing I missed about uh, this Sabbath is uh, there's no doomy stuff. There's no slow everything is kinda it, it's a little bit faster. On this album. That's why it was and normally cool. I wouldn't complain, but that's not what yeah. I'm looking for from Sabbath. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually why I like Born Again better than this era a little bit too, is because they brought back in the doom on that. Yeah, right. But, Tony Iommi's um, riffs. This is just so, but Mob Rules. So you're saying E5150 wasn't doomy? E5150 was doomy as a motherfucker. It's not a synth. Nah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a great ethereal synth riff, but it's not doomy in the sense that like Stonehenge is on the next record. Like yeah, that uh, actually sounds. Spinal taps. Spinal tap. Stonehenge. Where the do you No, not we all know the best Spinal Tap album is Shark Sandwich, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got a two root, I got a two word review for that shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember cucumber in the pants never hurt either. <laughs> That's right, brother. You too, man. That's the. Second time I've had jazz, jazz blues hybrid. Sorry, this is running uh which is running way too long because we gotta get to the news because because I really researched all the fucking albums I hate. All day long I had I did that. So uh <laughs> Nate, what do you think about Diver Down, brother? Holy Diver, fucking classic, must go. Oh yeah. Diver Down. The reason <laughs> I have a Dio patch. <laughs> Actually, I, I read a very interesting article about Diver Down, which was released yesterday in 1982 that I was reading. So it's funny he said that, but I'll talk about that when we get to the news part. Interesting. Or after we discontinue this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so Holy Diver, Nate. Yeah. Fucking must own. Oh Classic. God. Man, I, I did not miss that. All right. Anybody watching, listening to the podcast is uh, very lucky right now. You don't have to see this. They have a cave troll. Oh, come on. Is, oh, don't stick that. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Sorry, Nate. Go for it. He's going to put it in his mouth now, isn't he? Jesus Christ. Oh, my That's God. the spice of life right there, baby. <laughs> when your standards uh, are just peak. Nate, you're, you're young. Standards I'll, are lower than the I'll fucking put it to you. I'll put it to you guys this way. The both of us have, at some point in life, probably snorted coke off of a stripper's ass crack, and we're still alive. <laughs> Cigarette in the belly button ain't nothing, brother. <laughs> I don't have enough money for coke or strippers. Uh, boy. That, Nate. That's why you gotta learn how to donkey punch, man. You gotta be quick. Nate Holy Timer. <laughs> Again, classic. Must go. <laughs> Stand up and shout. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. What are you doing? Uh, no, you froze and you. Have... I've got the fire. I'm trying to let it out. Oh my god! If you have desire. Stand up and Stand shout. Up and shout. Maria Shriver. You've been living like a Kennedy. What happened to prestige? Holy! Diver. I need. I need. Yeah. Title track, <laughs> fucking classic. Great song. Great intro to metal for a lot of people. Gypsy also reminds me of Tarot Woman. Reminds me of when uh, Skeletor married the Terminator. Hey, reminds hey, me of Mystery you Science Theater. Rising like a whole shitload when we were growing up, or no? Well, I just listened to that's it not this Rainbow weekend. Rising, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you must yeah. have listened to that album a shitload, and then no, I just listened to that this week again this five. weekend. Uh, that um, it, it's it's a good comparison though because that's one where where Dio really got heavy into the songwriting with Richie, so he's got a big presence on that. You okay, Nate? You look right. a little itchy. Uh, fucking razor burn. <laughs> But, um, I mean, this was the perfect group of guys for this record, especially, like, passion-wise and everything. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah. There's really not one bad song on this album. Really. really What do you think about this album? It doesn't matter. Holy Diver. I mean, that's uh, they still play that on the radio today. Oh, yeah. Caught in the Middle School. Don't Talk to Strangers. Probably... Dio's best vocal solo. Just like where he just dives into a song like that. Yeah, that, that's oh not... hell yes. Um for, that's my favorite vocal performance from him from his solo career, but I'd have to say it's even with Stargazer for like oh, overall. No 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 overall yeah. I still go with Stargazer, but for just a single moment where he dives in on "Don't Talk to Strangers." He's he's just so fucking emotional yes. right there. That moment brings fucking tears to my eyes every time I listen to this record. I fucking love right. that song. You you guys remember Egypt? The chains are on, right? Because that yes. was that was uh, Dio's finest moment ever. That's funny because I really don't like that song all that much. I have to listen to it again. Really. Okay, anyways, sorry, Nate. Yeah, but, yeah. Go for it, brother. Straight Through the Heart, another fucking great song. 
Invisible. Great song. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I get jacked up. No, you're I good. I get it, dude. Rainbow in the Dark, probably my favorite Dio radio hit. Yeah. It's all like Dio hit. It's a fucking great song. Eh. And then Shame on the Night, also a good song. Shame on the Night almost could have been a Black Sabbath song. Right. Yeah, I agree. I fucking agree with that, totally. It's a, a doomy feel. I, I think they could have uh, switched Turn Up the Night and uh, that song you were just saying, Shame yeah. on the Night. Uh, they could have put those on either album and they would have fit perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Vinny Apice joined uh-huh. Dio on this album. Did he leave Black Sabbath purposely to come to Dio? Or yeah, they, yeah, they both left Sabbath at the same time. Well, what tensions were already high in the band. What actually was the last straw didn't really happen in the way they thought it happened. It's just uh, the engineer was confused. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, um, yeah. We, we, what what happened was Ronnie and Vinny went into the studio one day when they were mixing live evil that Tony and Geezer couldn't make it there. And they asked to listen to the playback. And the fucking coked out recording engineer told Tony Iommi Dio came into the studio and turned all his vocals up, which isn't actually what happened. <laughs> but that didn't come out until later. But um, there, there had been tension in between them since writing the Mob Rules record. Dio was really ready to go out on his own, and you can hear it developing on Mob Rules, too, yeah, which yeah. is a big part of why I think Holy Diver is so strong. Right. Plus, on top of that, you have what you know Vivian was bringing coming out of just being in a very popular yet, but pretty much strictly local band in Sweet Savage. But he had so many good riffs and ideas that he was able to bring with him and have it work with D- what Dio was doing, and it came out great. And just as a side note, uh, Tony Iommi was the real dick on Live Evil because he told the record label, Epic, I think, I don't know, whoever it was. Warner Brothers. Yeah, they told uh, them to put uh, Ronnie James Dio's name as Ronnie Dio. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god uh, yeah that, that pissed off Ronnie James Dio so much that it pushed him to put out Holy Diver like that That really had an influence on him because he fucking hated Tony Iommi at that time and Tony yes, Iommi hated him and uh, yeah so if you look on the back cover of Live Evil it just says Ronnie Dio it doesn't say Ronnie James Dio <laughs> and like Another interesting tidbit, Ozzy also hated Ronnie James Dio around the same time, and during the Speak of the Devil tour, he had a midget that he named Ronnie that would bring him <laughs> drinks right. on stage. Right. <laughs> that was dressed like a little devil. Why are you the dwarf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dio yeah, also Ronnie, hated Ozzy. another drink. <laughs> great. Which we should Just... all laugh at because, you know... <laughs> Our our holy father is is passed away and he's a hologram. So, yeah. let's have well, a moment I mean, of silence. 
What was the hatred yeah. between uh, Dio and, and Ozzy? Have a moment of silence for Ronnie the door. Probably because Ozzy was kind of a dick. Mm. Yeah, but what did he do? Ronnie the door was who I wanted to have a moment of silence. That and he wanted oh. Black Sabbath <laughs> to open for Ozzy. <laughs> We're not talking about a dwarf, okay? <laughs> I'm sure the dwarf thing did not help. No. No, well, it was it was a real clusterfuck. That whole time period from eighty to eighty-three was a real clusterfuck. And the Aussie, Arden, Iomi, Osborne, fucking Dio, that whole thing was just a clusterfuck, man. It was a, it was a tornado of bullshit. Anyone and, who had a solo okay, metal career just cranked out the best fucking music of that time period. Hell so yeah. maybe maybe Sharon's onto something. You know? Maybe. Stir up, stir up the fucking bees nest, Sharon. Fucking let's make Gazi make another great album because this last one kind of sucked. I, I think she keeps trying to do that. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think it'll ever happen again without no. Bob Daisley. To be quite honest, and leakers like, yep. But right. I mean, even e- even without Lee Curse, like you know, Daisley saved his ass a couple times later on on No More Tears, No Rest for the Wicked. No More Tears is a great album, and I swear to God, he probably never got a dime for any of that because of that cunt Sharon. Not until about two years ago. Oh, is that right? They, yep. uh, he he finally won his back. case. All right. Well, good for him, man. To be fair, though, he was also blowing a lot of the money on Blow. Who? Ozzy. I'm talking about Bob Daisley, oh, not Bob Ozzy Daisley. Osbourne. The guy that oh, thought... the guy that with Randy Rhodes and Lee Kerslake wrote okay. the entirety thought... of those first two records. I thought Sharon was holding money from Ozzy. And I was no, like, Sharon, no, Sharon got him to record uh, those first two albums over again with uh, Mike Inez and mm. uh, uh, Zach uh, Wilde. Uh, no, Mike Borden. Or was it Johnny Five? Mike Borden. Okay, drums. whoever. And, and, and Robert, Robert True well, Mike Hill Inez, the bass. Mike Inez was playing bass at the time. And no, they Mike recorded Inez. those albums and put them out as remasters um, just so uh, uh, Bob Daisley and Lee Curse, like couldn't get fucking royalties off of them. And she is a fucking cunt and a half. Yep. And if if anybody needs to be bitch slapped, I want Bruce Dickinson to go up to her and bitch slap her ass. Bruce Dickinson that, has earned a, a bitch slap story, too. But yeah. Anyways, love you. Um, Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Yeah. What do you have to say about it, Wayne? I love this album. I told you before. I said it is not no. There's no bad song on this album. Everything's great. Stand up and shout. Holy Diver. Gypsy. Caught in the middle. Uh, don't talk to strangers. Another song I did never heard of the original until I heard Blind Guardian's version on the Dio tribute album. Actually, the first Dio thing I ever owned was a tribute album to Dio. <laughs> so I heard all the, like, the really cool songs. Wow. But there's some really cool cover songs on there. Even, the, uh, uh, what's that song? that chain, uh, Egypt and Chains. Um, Doro did a cover of that. And she did yeah. a really good cover of it. That was pretty Interesting. cool. Not better than the original, man, because that was fucking Dio's prime yeah. spot. Yeah, no, a lot of them weren't as that good was, as the original. But, uh, you get the fucking split and went to town. 
man. Yeah. Best song, seriously. But this uh, be my second favorite Dio album after Rising but, by Rainbow. But the Blind Guardian version of Don't Talk to Strangers might blow away the Dio version. I'm sorry. Blasphemy. You're I listen fired. to it. I don't know. It, you know what? <laughs> right, what it Who's is going to do everything then? Yeah. Yeah, this show will never get done. This, this show's <laughs> over. Yeah, the show will be over. Right. Um, the thing is with the Blind Guardian version is on, on the Dio original version, I think Dio like doesn't sing the, the vocals in the right spot sometimes. And with the Blind Guardian one, it Everything just like fits like the way it should fit. It like flows a lot nicer and a lot. You better. know what? Dio wrote the fucking song, and he sings. I the know parts he wrote it. He wrote the part. Yeah, so. but they needed to be like moved around, and uh, you just have to listen to both versions. And don't shake your head at me. <sighs> Straight through the heart, cool one. Invisible. I don't even remember what the invisible sounds like. Tell you the truth, I we don't like that beep, song. Beep 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 beep. Invisible. <laughs> uh, Rainbow in the Dark, again, they still play that song on the radio constantly. That freaking oh, keyboard intro. Lightning. Thanks for interrupting me. The keyboard intro it. is very catchy. And then once that song comes in, and then Dio comes in with that the, the lyrics, it's just like, you know, goosebumps, you know? Oh, yeah. And then Shame on the Night, we talked about you that. You know it always brings me down, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump, jump! That's the uh, holy diary. Yeah. Jump on tiger, fucking wombat titties, man! You know, <sighs> just get me so hot. Man, like, now we I got to a wombat bikini. You should have called right. me. Today. I would have looked up those that I got the fucking original. You know. Yeah, so, no, I, I forgot. Talk about Holy Diver? Yeah, go ahead. Quick. Greg, did you even talk about Holy Diver? I don't think you did. No, I didn't yet. But okay, okay, Uncle Saxon, Saxon how do you feel? Quick. Uh, Dragon. <laughs> Dragon, go for it. Okay, great album. One of my favorites. Um, only song I really don't like on it is Invisible. It's just kind of there, kind of boring. It works within yeah, the context of the album. But. Um, other than that, great record, fucking total classics. Don't talk to strangers. Holy divers, just an awesome song. Still Don't played on the radio. Strangers. Rainbow in the dark. Stand up and shout is one of the best album openers ever. <laughs> Vivian Campbell just tears it up on look at you. Um, <laughs> caught, caught in the middle is a great song, and uh, that that one actually started out as a sweet savage song called Straight Through the Heart. Um. Oh, Sounds that... better as a Dio song, but I always thought it was interesting that it started off with that title and that there's a song called Straight Through the Heart on here. <laughs> yeah, um, since you didn't like Vinny Apice's drumming on the Black Sabbath album, how do you feel about his album on the Dio? Or how do you feel about his drums on the Dio album? This is geared more towards his style. He's not trying to fit into something somebody else would do. So this works better for him, and while he isn't a great drummer, he does have some unique things he does, and he's able to bring them out really well on Holy Diver. And I think him, Dio, Jimmy Bain, you know, had all worked together variously before, and Vivian Campbell clearly had a good rapport with him, and they just made it work. You know, it 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 
may not technically be the best ever, but it's one of the greatest albums. And they play super tight is the other thing. They're just awesome as a unit. I mean, those four guys fucking, uh, you know, um, I, I, I got to see them on Holy Diver and Last in Line and Sacred Heart and uh, whatever came after that, you know, and they were doing the whole Slay the Dragon thing on stage and um, it, it makes me sad. Oh, hold on. Are you done, Dragon? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to tell you about Holy Diver. Holy Diver, to me, uh, was a... Uh, I... I actually wore a Dio t-shirt for my fucking uh, class picture. Um, yes, you did. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you yep. actually looked that up. Yes, I will. Put, yeah. I will put it up on the screen when I edit the show. That, that's that's rock and roll. Um, <laughs> so that that guy fucking had so much influence on me because. Uh, before that, I was into The Clash, and I was into DOA, and I was into uh, The Damned, and, you know, um, then Chick started saying, hey, you know, this heavy metal shit is, you know, I'm going to fucking fluff my hair up, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to fluff my hair up, I'm going to put on eyeliner, I'm going to put on fucking eyeliner, and uh, walking through the concourse at the Met Center, you know, uh, the music really had an effect on me, but the culture had a really big effect on me. So let's just talk about the album. Um, Don't Talk to Strangers. Uh, uh, Really good opener. Uh, Very... Uh man, it's a uh, it's it it'll take you into the rest of the album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh. See, I'm I'm going back to Mob Rules because that's how my mind works. <laughs> but uh, the whole out. I'll, I'll just tell you my Uncle Saxon story, and it'll make more sense. Because I'm not going to remember the individual songs, but uh, um, you know, uh, it, it was very, it was it uh, it infected my DNA. That album infected my fucking DNA. I thought Mob Rules infected my DNA, and then when Deal <sighs> came up with Holy Diver, it was a whole, it was a whole new ball of wax, man. And uh, I can only talk emotionally about it i can't talk to you about it physically or, or uh, emo- uh uh musically you know where did jimmy bain come from he was in rainbow right hey mm-hmm. dragon he was in rainbow. rainbow so what was he doing uh, was he in white snake or something uh, in that time or no i think he was just in rainbow and then he went with dio so there had to be a three or four year gap there where he wasn't doing anything? Yeah. I mean, he, he was probably doing session work, but I don't know of any major band he was in. I mean, he's not <laughs> he's not really on the top of my radar, so I really didn't look to see who else he might have played with in the interim. 
All right. So, have you guys ever seen uh, the movie uh, True Romance? No. Yes. Repeatedly. Okay. <laughs> there, there's a moment uh, where they're in the uh, cafe, and he's talking to some hooker, and, and he looks at her and goes, "If I had to fuck a guy, I mean, gun to the head. If I had to fuck a guy, it would be Elvis." And in my mind, if I had to fuck a guy, gun to the head, it would be Clyde Snell. Just because I can uh, see myself bending him over the keyboard. I, it's a very... It's a, very it's a rainbow in the dark, thing. huh? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> and that is just for comedic effect. I'm not gay. I love my life. All right. So, uh, on with your uh, on with your show, Nooner. Uh, all right, you're done. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I thought he had his pants off. Uh, <laughs> can I interest you guys in a fresh fruit bowl? <laughs> For every five dollars you tip, Uncle Saxon will take off an article of clothing. <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, what are we ten dollars to go? What What are we giving mob rules? Nate. A six and a half. Six and a half. Interesting. Greg. Nine and a half. Oh, damn. Saxon. Nine. I'm going to give it a six. Sorry. Nate, holy holy diver. That's got to be a nine, Chief. Greg? I would also give it a nine. Oh, Saxon. Nine. Wow. I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going to say nine. All right. Cool. You guys, what? You know something? I, I, I feel bad that I, I kind of feel bad that Mob Rules lost by that margin, man. Because yeah, Mob I Rules find it good fucking album man it really is which one has the best artwork oh um, I like Mob Rules I'd say Mob Rules especially since it it, uh, really fits I think the tone of the album more I mean Holy Diver is cool and it introduces Murray but um, I I give uh, Holy Diver the dot on that one because it's so it's so like a fuck you to Christian. Yeah, it's, it's like. very evil looking. It's cool. <clears throat> the priest in the water, everything. It's cool shit. All right, I got fifteen percent. Let's uh, let's get to the next thing. Cool. All right. All right, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Deal one. I'm and... still trying to find two more albums I hate, so let's hold off that other one for a sec. Did this already? Oh, we already did the albums we hate. <laughs> yeah. Please visit ratsalreview.com and please, I beg of you, buy a t-shirt. Please, wear it around and support our show. Buy a bunch. Cut them up and turn them into masks. We don't care. Just buy it. Buy it now. Tell a friend. Half off. This is Crazy Larry's Midnight Madness sale on Ratsal Review t-shirts. I wouldn't say they're half off. And... With every with, a, with the purchase I just, of I just every want to, ten I just shirts, want to do the uh, old uh, 
crying game thing. Can I do the crying game thing? No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and please go check out all the other shows we have on our podcast and on YouTube. Please subscribe. We're almost up to 300 subscribers on YouTube. Please get us there. We're at three, no, 282, I believe, right now. So get us to 300. Hopefully, maybe by the time this episode is out, we'll be there. But if not, please add yourself, and we will see you guys next time. Toodaloo!